Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 50 of Death Readers, the big 5 Big 5 We are in the, at the exact moment of being on the hill, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that it? That's it. This is the hill. We are on the hill. We made it. We made it to the hill. The manky old hill. Um, are we the kings? No. No. I don't think so. More, more half-blood princes. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> um, this is episode fifty of Death Readers. If this is your first time listening, about weird me place to start. We are. Uh, <laughs> you just go. I mean, if you can, if you can make it through the first season, damn. Um, and if you can, if you stuck with us this whole time, double wow. damn. So, thanks. Yes. Um, this is the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter book series. This is my first time reading it. That's mm-hmm. the impetus of the, of the show is to get me to do it. Get me to read these books. And then Rob's like, I love these books. Let's just read it. Let's read them together. And then I'll tell you all about how you're wrong. <laughs> and then and then much to his chagrin, I show up. I show up, like, kick the door down. And I'm like, I've got a big mental dump to take and harry potter's my toilet no just like just really defecated all over it for six books why um so i feel weird now that i've said all that but thanks for listening you should during this entire time of us reading these books he's he's read them already like (laughs) he the entire time of doing this podcast he went and reread them like again (laughs) it's true that's like true in, entirely separately of us recording and reading through, like he has two bookmarks. You understand? Like he had, he had a bookmark, there, the the Death Readers bookmark, and then the him reading it through again bookmark. There was and also in, the reading it to his kid and the audiobooks. Yeah, and in those processes, he went through them like more times. So like the number of times that I've had to update, like how many times he's read them, is ever changing because he's constantly rereading them. But there's only one point at which like. I've been like, I've in a sense been like flipped the script where it's like the student becomes the master, right? Where like now he's reading it through and he's like, oh, I've never thought about it like this. Like, it's like when you put like a flower or a piece of cheese on a cat's face and they look like they're seeing the universe. <laughs> it's like that. That's what my, that's what my contribution to, to Death Readers has been for, for Rob. He's like, oh man, I just. Never thought about it like this. It's great. So um, I, lo- I, lo- I love that voice. I will totally be that guy. <laughs> um, in this episode of Death Readers, we will be reading uh, chapters four, five, and six of Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Um, so again, if you have made it through this much of the experience, um, grats! And uh, thank you. you know, yeah, I think they I think we have 10 people who listen to the show. Sounds about right. So like if you are one of those if you're one of those 10 tell your friends if you enjoy it. If not, like why are you still listening? Um is it is it obligation? Do you know us? You know what's great about that comment? What's that? What? Is it I know that I know for a fact that there we have listeners we don't know. Oh, absolutely. Like I I know that for a fact. I know that I know that we have listeners who we don't know who have never interacted with us in any other way than downloading the podcast. Um, so tell your friends like like I was thinking like I know we have a we, I keep seeing that somebody hopefully you're listening to this episode listener 
Um, and you've it, you've made it all the way through. But this one person specifically, and I know it's only one person, but there, we have a single listener in Iran, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't I I here's what I mean. I am so fascinated to understand the story about how that person heard about our POS podcast. And it, I have this whole fantasy <laughs> about how that person discovered us and decided to keep listening. And, and then that, and then I, I fantasize about it too much. And then I realized, ah, oh, you know, that's crazy. It's not that it's probably this. <laughs> and I come up with an entirely different, like imagination of what it, it what the story is and then I'm like no it's probably not that and then I'm like it's but it's more likely in this one and then I have a third daydream and then it just like but here's what really and then by happened. then I'm like late for work and I really need to like you know get dressed so I don't I try to stop daydreaming but uh so yeah like you listener in Iran if you're if you're still listening if you've listened to this episode uh really appreciate you it do. I bet you're super cool tell your friends um, Again, share, this share, with your share, share. Like Harry Potter or don't. I don't. I can't tell. You know, that's something I'd like to talk about in episode fifty. Okay. I want to know if people who listen to this podcast. I wish there was a way we could find out because I'm just curious. I wonder if the the, the demo we've we've struck. What is the reason they listen? I would love a poll. I would love a poll. So charming personalities. What that? What those numbers are? Is it like they actually enjoy just literally they're so thirsty for potter content that they would take anything or like do they enjoy people being critical of entertainment or uh or do they just know us and are being you know supportive you know or coddling and <laughs> um you know, and I don't, I don't know if there's a third option, uh, <laughs> um, but like, I would love to, I would love to know that information. I just, I, we don't have a way to, to gather right. it because we don't have a, you know, a focal point of uh, listener. We don't have a way to interact with our listeners mm-hmm. because uh, we don't know how to make social media work. Anyway, if, if you want to, uh, the coolest thing you could do for us, like I've said many times at the end of the episode is if you go to like apple podcasts and write a review and uh, like give us a rating it really do help it really does it would really help us like get other people to listen to the show Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you went and you dropped a link or like referenced us on reddit to other potter users like i saw a guy on reddit a couple days ago that said something like god i love harry potter podcast and he listed a bunch of them and we weren't on there and i was like well duh because nobody listens to us except you guys who are the best so uh if this is your First time listening, weird place to start. I think that it's probably uh, beneficial to suffer through this first season. And then I, I think we pick up at season two, right? Like by season two, we figure a little oh, yeah. bit more out. Yeah. Um, Ish. Kind of, sort of. Eventually. I mean, our audio sounds better because we changed our recording method. Format. Yeah. Yeah. And and then eventually COVID we started to figure it out. even better. Yeah. We, I should mention that, that uh, this is, again, a continued Death Readers podcast in... Uh, the COVID world, the post-COVID world, the the current present tense COVID world, where Rob and I are doing this podcast from completely different rooms and you know completely many miles houses, apart, different neighborhoods. Oh, can you hear that? I've got sirens. My neighborhood's worse, apparently. Um, 
uh, if you couldn't hear that, that was cool. The uh, so we were doing this by recording. Uh, we're, we've called each other. We're FaceTiming, and then we're recording separately. And later, Rob will stitch them together to make it sound like we're in the same room. So if you can't tell, we're not in the same room. That's all our our resident audio wizards doing. Aww. Oh, oh, see what you did. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, and I, I. I don't so for the longest time I've wondered if I've suspected mm. that people believe I'm intoxicated at certain moments like Really? Yeah, like like when I was in middle school I had this like people you know in middle school you start is when it really starts for a lot of people the majority of people to get exposed to things like marijuana. Sure. And uh you know, I guess. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> and so like and, and like you know pot content if you will at least, at least when i was growing up like oh, oh yeah yeah okay okay i'm with you so like you start to you start to learn about the culture of the jokes and right. it being a thing and so like uh that hit me really hard when i was like you know 12 or 13 and uh really found like enjoyment in that kind of humor and etc etc anyway so started like leaning into like letting my brain work in the same like uh, formulas that create the kind of jokes that people call like stoner humor or whatever. Right. So end up, end up just like doing that a lot and then like becoming a thing where people start to like presume like through middle school and into high school for me, people presumed that I was like doing a lot of drugs, which was funny to me because I always, I, I knew that those people actually must not know people who really do drugs. Right. Because, like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> like, there's there's no way. I'm just, like, the times I've observed people be high, they're not effervescent. Mm-hmm. They're not full of energy. <laughs> they're, they're, like, giggly. Mm-hmm. But they're really not, like, you know, present. Right. So, like, so, like. Never, I always felt like that was a thing, but I got this. I, I definitely got the impression that I was, a, I was uh, cultivating a stigma, and I've never really felt like I could, I've shook it. Uh, like even people like you know we've known professionally have asked me like you know like are you high or like you like damn oh how high really are you? yeah like for real wow and I've always been just been like I don't I sincerely do not understand <laughs> like how this can is is persistently a thing. Um, so occasionally I'll make a I'll make a joke or something like that, and then I'll be like, "Oh shit! I wonder if they're gonna think I'm goofy or high." Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know why I was talking about that. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they think it because I'm like. You think people think you're high sometimes? I do. That yeah. <laughs> you did it again. You got me. Ah. Okay. Um. Well, this is episode 50 of our podcast. This We are talking about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. This is our second episode in the Half-Blood Prince uh, run. So, in this episode, we're going to go through chapters 3, 4, and 5. No. Or 4, 5, and 6. Yes. You you knew. You knew. I 4, did. 5, and 6 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I hope that Rob's fixed this, so I don't know what to say. Let's just get into it. Sorry for the snap sound. Um we are going to start with chapter four, Horace Slughorn. All right. So 
Let's do it. My first page note is page 58. Okay, I'm not till 60, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you look at that. Harry is traveling by a new manner of travel <laughs> in the very beginning of the book. Traveling by How, travel. Yeah, tra- traveling <laughs> by a new way to travel across great different distances from one place to another, which could be called traveling. Absolutely he is. Uh, and he calls attention to it. That's the thing that I found the most interesting is he says, oh, this is the first time I'm apparating. Sure and I was like, what kind of travel I'm doing. Yeah, sure is. Guys, have you noticed? New type of travel. Um, <laughs> new boot goofing. That's a humor. I don't. I um, wasn't sure it was English at first. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's that's the basically either step one or two in the Potter formula, the Potter mm-hmm. book formula. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll yes, it- checked off. That's that's all my notice. <laughs> okay. We, okay. Like, just notice we do have a new form of travel. It's I think the thing about this one is that it's one that could easily feel like it's not a new form of travel because we've already seen people apparate, but we haven't but Harry hasn't. Right. And, and we haven't had a description of what it feels like. Right. It's no, you know, pulling on the inside of the navel feeling. Right. Ugh. I I'd never I, I never liked that that feeling behind the navel. It feels electric. I don't like it. Is that the same feeling you get like if you go over like a hill really fast in your car? Like, I've that always free, that free fall feeling. I've always assumed so. <laughs> on on a disturbing story, my uncle, whenever that happened, would go, "Woo, that tickles my pee pee." <laughs> oh. Do you have any other problems with this uncle? No, he's cool. Well, okay, then my, my next note is page 61, so I guess that's okay. up to you now. 60. So, page 60. Oh, look at you. You're, you're using a digital book? What? No, 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 no. That's not what this is. Give you know why trouble. they called it a, you know why they call it a Kindle? Why? Because it's burning all the books. I thought it was, I thought it was kindling the fires of imagination. No, it's 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 wiping books off the face of the earth. Okay. So page sixty <laughs> Page sixty, Harry wants to know why they're there or why he's coming along to get Horace. And Dumbledore oh, right. says, Oh, I dare say we'll find a use for you. Which reminded <laughs> me of another passage from another book. Shall I read that for you? Please. Crawford's very clever, isn't he? Using you on Lecter. How do you mean, Dr. Chilton? A young woman to turn him on, I believe you call it. I don't believe Lecter's seen a woman in several years. He may have gotten a glimpse of one of the cleaning people. We generally keep women out of their their trouble in detention. And this scene's always kind of, I mean, it's clearly what it is, but it's it, it's disturbing mm-hmm. that Harry's so bodily being used by Dumbledore. And and the the other aspect of. The seduction. We're bringing along the, the bringing along the young boy to get the old walrus man to come to school. Yeah, it, 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 it is. There's some. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I I think I'm just gonna reiterate what I think you're what you're driving at, and just say that like it's a pretty creepy use of your protagonist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think especially the way that she depicts uh, Slughorn as being a collector. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that specific word is also pretty 
tied tied pretty close with serial killers. Most serial killers kept trophies of their victims. But not you. No, you ate no, yours. You ate, you ate yours. No, no, no it's not what he says. He says, I didn't. And she goes, no, no, you ate yours. <laughs> Dear Link Larissa's, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> going to give away the, all our ideas. The devil no, went was, down to I've, Virginia. <laughs> what? You say the devil went down to Virginia? Yeah. Okay, because that's okay. that's where she's. Uh, no, it is. Wait, that's where she is. That's not where she's from, is she? It's just where she's from. Pure is West Virginia, she's... West Virginia, West, West Virginia. Virginia. There you go. West I knew Virginia. that. But then she was raised in Bozeman, Montana. Mm. On a ranch, Bozeman. sheep and cattle. It's a good college there. There's not. I don't know it's if there is. I think it's Idaho. I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't. I'm not a collegiate man. I, I can't. I wish I could remember the line. Lecter says about Miggs, you'll know it, is essentially telling her... Discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me? Yeah, that one. (laughs) Discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. Uh, I gotta watch that movie again. I watched it this year. This is not Harry Potter. Most advancement, of course. Look deep inside yourself, Clarice Starling. Seek out an old patient of mine, Hester Moffat. M-O-F-E-T. Go now. I don't think Miggs could manage again, even though he is crazy. (laughs) Go! That line, yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. How did, okay? I gotta ask. When you worked at Suncoast, yeah, were you able to put that movie on? No. Oh no. Yeah, it was. It was strictly. I think PG thirteen might have been the limit. It might have been PG. I don't remember that. Dang. Yeah. So like, you you probably couldn't have watched like, I don't know. Never mind. No. Doesn't matter. Nope. 62 is my next note. Uh, mine's 61. Okay. Uh, I have a quote here in the book. Uh, oh. He smiled at Harry, who understood that he was not being snubbed and that he had permission to keep asking questions. Um, it's after Dumbledore says something kind of like shitty uh, to Harry. And the, mm. the, it, the sentence here is is included to indicate that Harry understands that it was like they both understand it was kind of like an aggressive abrasive thing to say but Dumbledore's smart enough to know how to defuse that potential like harm right like the potential damage that he he could inflict upon this young boy's emotions and it occurred to me I was just like damn I wish I knew how to do that that's it (laughs) I just like man what a what a courteous thing to do diffusing a situation it's easy I feel like I, I have the capacity to, to diffuse situations about as well as McGruber. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. My, my next note is uh, 62 also. Okay. Um, so I, I'm just going to say mine then. Um, I was just getting a strong Merlin from Disney Sword in the Stone vibe from this book's Dumbledore. Just, it, it's, kind, it's kind of fun to see. Alva's yeah, element and being super clever and fun, but I'm not sure it fits. Also, like the the spiders in the hat, mm-hmm. like that idea. Of it. Like Merlin in that movie was a pretty like dusty fellow, right? He right. was kind of like he was a hoot. Right. Was it coot? He's an old coot. That's what it was. He was an old coot. He was he was grungy too. Um. So that's like kind of what this reminds me of, or like even like I've never liked the way Dumbledore in the books is characterized by his like his silliness. 
it's definitely just because of having seen them growing up with the movies and having that Dumbledore <laughs> be the Dumbledore that's depicted and then reading these and seeing the things where he says things like you didn't you could ask me what my favorite kind of jam is and then Harry's like what <laughs> and then he's like it's raspberry of course but then again a death eater probably would have researched that matter and and known that so you can't really trust that either and it's like what and his whole disassociative I would have figured that out if I were impersonating me. Yes, like exactly. So like, like, like that's that's funny at a certain age and another level. If you're Harry and it's dark and there's no other adult around, you're like, this guy's in charge of keeping me alive. That's like, yeah, it's like if you're driving with someone and they go, man, what? How do you? How crazy it would it be if I just like drove us off the road right now? Like, as soon as someone says that, you're not like, oh, I want to be in cars with you more. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's an unsettling like oh I gotta contend with this shit now. Oh now I have to now I I I actually feel like I'm in it's like my face on the Weasley clock has gone into mortal danger, <laughs> yeah. and I need to be aware of what's happening now. And I didn't expect to be. I thought I could relax tonight, but I can't with a crazy. Um. So like, yeah I uh. That that stuff like well, not really into it. Fair enough. But he, but I don't know how much he'll actually be like that. Because like in the last book, he wasn't much like that. Oh, I don't think like he'll it, be like that too much longer. Yeah. I, Rob looked at his watch. Knowingly, as if to indicate that time was not on Dumbledore's side. You're not narrating this. I'm narrating this. I'm narrating your narration. Fair. It's a superposition. Fair, all right? We want. Rob said fair. Indicating that Doug had won, but deep in his heart, he was resisting, <laughs> despite the fact that it was inevitable. Doug had already won and would continue to win. He uses uh, the powers okay. of narration against me. <laughs> um, my note on page sixty-one. So is, we're going backwards. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, sixty-two. Um. So it, we taught we learn what uh, inferior are. Which is a mm. question I had in the previous episode, and you yes. said, "Don't worry about it. She's gonna. If if you were reading this straight through, you'd know by now." And I right. was like, "All right, um, yeah." So okay, so they're so they're basically reanimated corpses. They're dead bodies. The Walking Dead. They're like they're ki- they're kind the of zombie-ish. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, since technically he, zombies are a product of Haiti, these are closer to Romero's and Kirkman's zombies. So ghouls. walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except they're not eating. Right. Just doing so, I guess they are back to like the Haiti zombies, except made right. from actual dead. But they're also dead, right? Yeah, so they're not like they're not the mind controlled. They're not the Jeffrey Dahmer zombies that he, you know, his idyllic zombies. Right. They're they're like deceased people whose bodies are being. Re- they're like Frankenstein's. Yeah, they're or, serpent or in the rainbow monsters. Frankenstein's. Fucking just call him Frankenstein. Jesus Christ! Listen, like this is pedantry bad. at its worst, bad. and I'm a fucking pedant. It Look, isn't that Dr. Frankenstein. Pretty... Well, let's go through this. Dr. Frankenstein. What did he do? He made a person. What do you do when you make a person? You give them your last name. Happens every day in hospitals. Oh, we've made a person. What are you going to call it? Uh, Johnson? No, we're going to call it after us. Frankenstein. Yeah, but generally, generally you also give it a first name and he didn't do that. I sometimes he, just he does. Called it his creature. It's not, the, the creature's name isn't creature Frankenstein. <laughs> you don't know. Also, the whole book, the whole book is being told to some captain in the Arctic. So clearly Frankenstein's not a reliable narrator. He probably called him like Victor Jr. 
And then he's like, oh, shit, this guy's all fucked up. I should just uh, just distance myself from what I've done. Did you read the book? No. Okay, the whole one of the big cruxes of the book is that he didn't give him a name at all, which is what as a as a symbol of being being his his uh, disassociative father, mm-hmm. like his, his that that's what the creature struggles with is like I I don't I have a father who's completely abandoned me and disowned me essentially like a like just completely kicked me to the curb. I didn't choose this life. I didn't want this life. And God damn it, I'm gonna make him give me give me the things that I, and, and I'm hideous. I'm a hideous fucking like patchwork ghoul. I, I, I can't do, I can't make do with all the baggage he stuck me with. So I mean, that's Frankenstein's cover up. We don't know. That's what really happened. All we know is that's what he told Aiden Quinn. Right. I'm just talking narratively. <laughs> like that, that's the, that's, that's why, that's why not giving it a name is important. Right. Because it's also because that's like you said that's one of the first things you do when you make a person is mm-hmm. you name them. He didn't even do that. It's really heart. No, he's a shitty guy. I, I I agree. He's a shitty dad. Right. But, so I'm saying like saying that the creature's name is Frankenstein is like ignoring how significant it not having a name is. No, he's a fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> I did all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> so in theory. I'm sorry, Mary. Mary. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, Mary. I can't be. Oh, I can't shut, be your Jesus modern Christ. Prometheus. I have to. I have to suck it up. Okay. I can't do it. <laughs> I tried stealing fire from the gods and making a, a sparking the life of imagination. I mean, it was unsuccessful. <laughs> I ate your liver. Prometheus, eagle, liver. Come on. Did, okay, I was. I thought you were going back to Lecter. I was. Okay, good. I did both. Yeah, it's good. It for was good you, one. I loved it. Well, it could have been done better. It could have, but it was good. <laughs> I ate your liver with a side of <laughs> eagle liver. It's a lot. It's a lot of fucking liver. I like liver. <laughs> Rich in iron. It's a, it's a pate, really. A lovely pate with some duck fat and some shallots. No beans of any variety. <laughs> okay. Um. So, so my question here is about the about the inferior. Is so it, one of the things that Dumbledore says is he he says that uh, Voldemort has these monsters because he's killed enough people to make them right so he can't reanimate corpses that are like old he has to take like his it's 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 a part of a magic of some kind sure um that seems like something that probably should have been brought up earlier <laughs> um it, it it just occurred to me like if if, if that's if he literally had just created an army of undead right to do his bidding and do shit like that, then I, I just find it strange that like at no point in the Weasley kids growing up or any part of Harry Potter's existence up to being at this point, what, 17, 16? Mm-hmm. Um, no one's ever mentioned, oh shit, do you remember that time that we had roving bands of the dead that like people we knew, like the their corpses running around doing the bidding of the Dark Lord? Okay. Uh, there's some contextual clues later. I... I, I... First of all, regarding the 
people he's killed, I, I feel like he's got a stockpile. Oh, gross. That'll, that'll come that up sense. later, and I feel like they're, at that Ugh. point, preserved. They're not going to keep it decaying because uh, magic. Um, and I'm sure the adults probably get together and talk about it, but the kids might not. I mean, it'd be like in the 1950s, are all the kids going to be discussing ma- mustard gas attacks on the playground? Probably. You think? I mean, maybe not. I I don't think it's like especially if one of those kids doesn't even know that that was in play and's like, oh, there was a war. Holy shit! Really? That's weird. Okay, and then they're not going to necessarily be talking about. That I don't. Kind I mean, I can't. I can't speak for every kid, but like, I was definitely exposed to that information early, and like, you know, not not necessarily World War One and mustard gas that early. But my my point is like, we'll put it into into modern terms. Like, when would you? You have a kid. Have when when did you have you talked to her about what fucking nine eleven is, and how it no. changed the world? No, I think they did that at school. Right, and she's. I'm I'm not I'm not the person for this example. Nine eleven. I was saying is nine eleven is the same as there's a evil dude with an army of zombies running around hurting people. It would be, it would in my opinion it would it would probably be equivalently upsetting for a culture. Sure, um, but I I believe if you asked any one of those kids unless their parents were directly, directly affected, what's 9-11? They'd be like, somebody was angry at us and blew up a tower with a plane? Maybe. Um, I still feel like they would know, and they would... That's what I'm getting at. They they would know something happened. And I'm saying, like, we as the audience, in a world where this is part of the history, probably Mm -hmm. should have known about it before book six. But with that tangential knowledge already, then you have a character who knows nothing about it and is not going to that's not what they're going to be talking about because they're always like, I don't know, someone was mad at us. And they're like, "Okay, cool. There was a war, whatever. And they're not going to know intricacies about the inferior. That's one of those conceits about Harry being the outsider. Right. It's why you can keep introducing stuff, which is directly related to my number 64 or page 64 note. But okay, go for it. Right, do you have nothing else on 62? Nothing else in this chapter. Okay. <laughs> Harry's jaw dropped again. It must be so magical. Harry gaped. Because he doesn't know about things from the wizarding world. It's pretty good. One more? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she doesn't say his That, that his was mouth. more of a gog. Then. You know, she, she doesn't. She doesn't say his his mouth drops and his eyes bug. Right. She just says his, his mouth <laughs> drops. So- <laughs> Harry made an ooga face. <laughs> so it would be it would be more like, <laughs> yeah. What a dumb face. Yeah, it's a dumb face. It's come on, dude. You've seen. Ma- like I don't remember what it was. I'm not gonna go look it up either. It's like a Rupert Grint face. Because you hate the way he looks. It's in the not. That's not unfair. I can't even argue with that. It's you're right. You are right. It's what it was. I hope you're happy. Um. What else you got? Sixty four again. I want to talk about the dark mark that they talked about. Mm-hmm. Over the house. Where, yeah, where he's like, "What tipped you off? Oh, you didn't have a dark mark. Ah, fuck. Of course, the dark mark. Uh, that's got to be illegal, right? As an unforgivable curse." Or maybe not what, as illegal as an unforgivable curse, but that's like that's like calling it a bomb threat. That's some serious. That's got to be an infraction oh. of wizarding law. Like yeah, like maybe. orders are going to come to a house that have a dark mark over. You got to wipe muggles. This is a muggle village. This is not a uh, uh, 
uh, I don't think it's even a mixed village. I think it's mostly Muggle village. So if there's a dark mark, you got to wipe people's memories. You got to deal with shit. You got to go in there with like the equivalent of a wizard SWAT team. Um, so I'm saying if, like, what if it's not? What if it's not exactly that? What if you could like create an illusion of the dark mark without actually making the magic that would actually make the real dark mark? I like think. Go ahead. Well, just like think of it this way: like it's like a hide, right? Sure. Like a camouflage hide. Yeah. That's not a real. It's not real leaves. Presumably, you know, it's 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 it looks like it. It would trick you if you're near enough to see it. You might not see it for what it really is because it's a good illusion. Are you talking about the use of it from one wizard to the wizarding community? Or are you talking no, about I'm, Muggles seeing it? I'm literally saying it's a scarecrow. Like he he In put up as- a fake. A fake version of this thing. Sure, but people see it and they get terrified, and that's causing panic. And well, but what if it's be... only like, what if it's only like a certain radius that you can see it? So like, you won't actually have that I many see. people getting close enough I to see actually what you're see saying. it. Like it's a line of sight thing. Like if you, it's not. I, I, what I'm saying is, I think the dark mark has a magical effect uh-huh. that people would be able to detect. Uh-huh. So, but the the facsimile, the fake dark mark wouldn't i see what you're saying because death eaters can feel it when a dark mark's been created or some shit like that okay that i I guess that kind of makes sense i don't know i still don't think horace slughorn would have chanced that he's kind of uh play it safe kind of guy yeah he's definitely a a flight before fight guy it seems okay and then 65 philosophically if, say, a torn piece of paper is mended by magic, is it fully repaired or is it held in place by some force that could not be that could be stripped away or wear off after time? Is magic in Harry Potter just a glamour waiting to fail? Hmm. Is the is is the is the page fixed? For just for example, paper. I don't care. Is it fixed at a deeper than molecular level, or is there some like well no. magical force holding those bonds together? I think it's like, I don't, I think it's not, I don't think it's that uh, cut and dry. Because here, here's, here's, because... here's the second part of my idea, and you can explain. Um, there are spells that can undo other spells. So the paper right. would be torn oh. in two again. It's not just a magic, a, a new spell that rips it in half again. It undoes that spell and it falls back into the pieces that were torn. So that memory somehow has to be tied to that object. Go. I mean, unfortunately, I think that the answer is yes to both. Both are correct. So on a deeply spiritual level, it's not really repaired. Maybe that's why you can't bring things back to life. Yeah. Uh, or and also why? Well, not, it's kind of different, but like, like if what if somebody undid all of the ocular reparos that Hermione did on Harry's glasses? Would they break in every way? I would think like, so. Like I would re-break think, in all the ways they had. Previously I would think broken? if the breaks were in different places, then his glasses would be in pieces. Well, what, but what if those breaks were incongruent? Like, what if you couldn't have broken one way if you had broken the other? I don't, I don't think that's possible. Well, like... If one break ran through a former previous break, that would be, like, four pieces. What I'm saying is, like, what if, like, you're... The, there's one bend of the, of the nose bridge. Right. But it would have bent an entirely different way. Right. On the other break. And then when you have them all break all at once, like... Does it go in an order? Is it, does it, I don't know. Um, is it I like the, sh- is it like the, 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 
Goblet of Fire, uh, Tom Riddle's grave thing where like all the spells in reverse order happen. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Does that mean uh, there's one unified theory of uh, spell removal, which can really break things apart? Would you could would 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 you re-break arms that were mended by magic, or, or would turn them into your, liquid, or make? Them or disappear? did your body, or did the magic just hold your arm in place basically until your arm grew back naturally, and so that's fine? Again, like I, I said, I think it's I think it's both. It's always both. It's whatever fits what she wants at the moment. Right. So, like, Harry. The magic that makes Harry a Horcrux, mm-hmm. spoilers. We don't know that. Isn't <laughs> what's a Horcrux? I don't think we even know that word yet. You ass. <laughs> it isn't um, temporary. It's not going to fade away right. with time. But we also have things that do fade away with time, mm-hmm. like all of the magical candies that the Weasley twins make. Right. All of their magics are temporary. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's both. I think she's having her cake and eating it too. Mm-hmm. Never-ending cake. It's a lot of cake. So much cake. It's a magic cake. Is that an adequate answer? I think so. We've at least explored it. Yeah, that's my last note for that chapter. Uh, my, I was done already as well. So that brings us to chapter five. An excess of phlegm. My first note is page 82. I honestly don't have any notes for this chapter other than to say I enjoyed it, but there was never really anything that caught my attention to comment on, but I would love to comment on anything you have. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, there's a, uh, you might actually want to turn to page 82. I'm not going to okay. shame you or anything. It's just like I don't. Un- I literally don't understand what this sentence means. Do I get to read and, it? Sure. Uh, I don't know where it is. Okay. But... Uh, I know it's on 82, I just don't know what part of the page. Let me get there. Okay. Start with, well, I shall see you at Hogwarts. Well, I shall see you at Hogwarts, Harry, said Dumbledore. Take care of yourself. Molly, your servant. Oh, okay. He's saying he's her servant. Yeah, that old, like, like I've heard that in, like, movies when they're, like, ending a, let, a letter or they're like, your servant, sir. Just, just goodbye. Right. Right. Your, that's, it's I like guess yours. That's the thing. It's a longer version of yours. Yours sincerely, yeah, I, me. Yeah, I know. I, I think I get that now. When I read it the first time, it just felt like awkward. It just felt like a strange. I think it's because I'm used to hearing like your humble servant or something sure. like that. Or like, and then like it has that humble word. And then there's like the attribution afterwards. It was like signed, like you said, like in a letter. Sure. Like I'm the one who is your humble servant. Well, that's your um, problem right there. The entire last chapter, there was nothing about Dumbledore that suggested humility. He was very much like, you're, you're fucking with me. Don't worry about your boy. Right. Well, and then there's also like a part where I just looked at it and I thought, is this like a typo? Did they, she mean, like, did he mean, it's like, is he calling her a servant? Like he's saying, you're a servant. <laughs> Don't forget it, Molly Weasley. <laughs> and then he just banish. Like I was like, that's some dick shit. That guy. That's, is how, you, an that's ass. how you get house elves. They, used they to don't be have house elves. That's weird. Why don't the Weasleys have? It's, house a, it's a status thing. It's rich. They, they talked about that in book two. He'd be wow. really wealthy. Harry should have just sent creature over there. They would have loved that. They wouldn't have. At all. No. Well, 
I bet Mrs. Weasley wouldn't mind a little man about the house. Yeah, but you also have to consider that he's also a traitor to the order. So having him around anywhere people Harry cares about is dangerous. You're not wrong. I know. Um, my next notes, page 85. Okay. So you don't have any other notes. These are all me. Yeah. Um, uh, what happens? And, and if the, if the answer is, if the answer to this question is we find out, just say that. But what happens, uh, to the Weasley's clock when one of them dies? I don't think we do. I don't, I don't think we know. I don't know if that hand disappears, which is kind of what I think I always assumed happened. Or if it just kind of rots and falls down. My, I, uh, I, I think your idea of it like disappearing or something or like, see my, my, like my vision of what happens is that their, their photo, the image of them goes like, uh, black and white. Like it, it, if it wasn't already color, it just turns into like a black and white photo that just is still like it turns actually into like a still photo. The, like those eighteen hundreds death photos. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I was like, that's what I imagined, like a nice version of what happens. But my not nice version <laughs> is that their like hand because it's a clock, right? So the hand that is for them does like a dolly thing where it falls to the bottom and just sort of like is droopy and like limp and wet, and it's just like oh, like just yeah, like it's just really really noticeable shriveling and mummifying in front of everyone's eyes yeah like dumbledore's hand yeah yeah hand again it's all connected man yep uh yeah i just had that thought because i was like she keeps talking about the twins and everyone's in mortal danger but she doesn't say you know what happens when somebody dies on the clock this um and i know we'll presumably they find out but like i don't know if we do Glad Harry's at least sensitive enough to not ask what happens at this moment in time, and also oh, misses. You know, gape at whatever what, the answer's going to be. What you got to go do when a boy dies in the clock? <laughs> it's just a flawless, flawless accent. Gone. Why would you tell me what that boy does? That's like Guy Ritchie. <laughs> um, uh, page ninety four. Okay. Just like I, I feel, I feel bad for Fleur because I don't like that everyone's picking on her, and I don't really feel like she's that bad. I don't I, like. I don't think that that the the writing is done well enough to convince me that Fleur sucks in this situation. Like if anything, it's like, wow, she is so much, uh, like, a any Weasley marrying Fleur is like, like she's out of all of their, like cumulative leagues is what I'm saying. I mean, Donald Gleason. I mean, not, doesn't do it for me. Uh, he was in a star Wars movie. He's got a huge career ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I doesn't do it for me. Okay, doesn't do it for you. You're wrong. I mean, but, I think but. it's, I think it's the unfortunately, I think it's like the the way the Weasleys are depicted as being sort of like frumpy, awkward redheads. Yeah. So, like, it's <laughs> That's not three strikes. It's yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, apologies to all redheads. You're gorgeous and beautiful, and you you get maligned too often, and it's unfair. But you um, awkward fucks, 
You had that coming. You awkwards. <laughs> Welcome to the roasting pit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> um but like you know, that's it's all the that stuff. There's all these all these things, and then like, Fleur comes in and she's like, she's like a plastic, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and she she just rules, and like everybody, all the dudes at least like her. I think that's I think that's the thing I don't like is that it it seems like the reason that she's not liked by the people who don't like her is just mean girl shit. It's just mm-hmm. like girls being jealous of her and expressing it and trying to find other reasons to justify how much they're upset by how jealous they are of how she looks. Even though she has um, that, like those passive aggressive comments. Yeah. I guess that's my problem is I don't see him as passive aggressive. Like, There's nothing I, to do here, but cleaning and chickens or whatever. It's, it's true. <laughs> like, they, okay. Let me put it. Let me, let me bring you back. Uh, first time we show up at the burrow, they kick gnomes in the field. <laughs> That's what they do for fun. She's not wrong. That was not for fun. That was a punishment. Okay, even better. Like (laughs) you got jobs. You got chores to do on a farm. Yes, that's that's exactly what she's saying. Okay, that's a good point. So, like, I don't, I don't see like it being. All I see is a really nice girl who is confidently inserting herself in her new family. They're engaged. Like they're gonna be her family. And these people are being really mean to her. And I know, like, this is just another one of those, like, I'm taking the side of the of the underdog here, like I did with the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. But like, I no, I think there's actually more to what you're saying here. There's, there's, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I and it, it's what I'm saying is that like I get what she's doing. I understand, like, I think I understand what she's trying to do with these characters, and it makes me feel bad for Fleur. And I, if that's the intention, hey, roaring success. But it certainly comes off like all of our uh, protagonists and characters that we're supposed to put ourselves, you know, in. Like we're supposed to imagine ourselves as these characters are all being really shitty to this person. I think there's a bit of just that. Being. Help me out here. No. <laughs> resistant to new ideas ah okay and it's it's this is my worldview, and now this whole thing has come in and I'm faced with having to change my thought process and that sucks so instead I'll just vilify the other thing and I'll make it easier to stomp it down right maybe I, I think there's another part of it that's like I don't I also don't like how Ron is depicted around her. And we've talked about this before too. Like the Slack entire job. the entire conceit of the Vilas is is a they're asking for it kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not nice it's to not. think about. It's like it's like it's literally like saying, Well, what do you expect a boy to do? He's literally enchanted by her. Literally can't help himself. Like literally is like lost his thought process. He cannot like he's he's lost his cognitive capacity because of her beauty. Right. It's just it's not great. It's um, it's not. But also she didn't invent the vila. She's just using them. Also, 
is it fair to really blame uh, Fleur for being part Vila? Like, that's not her choice. It's just who she is. No, but that's not how jealousy works. No, it's not. You see someone but like that was, who's but the, better at you like, than things because of genetics, and you and you and you internalize that, and you 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 spit it out at them. You externalize that, and and, and you vilify them for it. That's not their fault. That's yeah. you. So really, yeah. it's like the best written book ever. It's like Vila's are equally as maligned as redheads, and it's sad when the two can't see how much in common they really have. But maybe they will? Well, at least they're becoming family. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> that I was just I'm hoping that like eventually there's some sort of conversation about like eh, Fleur's alright. Oh, let's hope. Holy shit. All these people do become related to each other though. Yeah. Ugh. Like, holy shit so wait a minute. So that means like Harry and Hermione are like brother and sister-in-law. That's still legal. Well, yeah, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm oh, just talking okay. about like it's like I I had I had always understood, I don't know why this never occurred to me, but I'd always understood like, oh yeah, because Harry ends up with Ginny, Ginny's Ron's sister, sister that means that Harry's Ron's brother, and that's yeah. cute. And I had never taken the third, the next step to be like, right. oh, yeah, but Ron's married to Hermione. So that mm-hmm. kind of makes them all sort of like weird siblings. Yeah. Um, it's a good weird. point. I don't think like, I ever thought about it either. And then adding like Fleur in there as well means that mm-hmm. Harry is related to Fleur's little sister. Mm-hmm. The whole wizarding universe like just needs to branch out don't they know need... why Harry being related to Fleur's little sister is an issue for you. Because she's, like, has a crush on him. So? What? I mean, isn't it not? I mean, it just seems like it's a pretty common social moray. The, uh, so yeah, like, that's right. just a weird thing. Like, they're all related. Even that point, like, in, earlier when, or maybe it's later, I don't remember who we are. I think it's later. Where, uh, Narcissa is such a dick to Harry about like Sirius dying. Sirius was literally her blood relative. Uh-huh. And who and she thereby is like legally Harry's relative. Mhm. It's all relative. But it's also like it's just so sad. Like I, I guess what I'm saying is like it's weird how much uh circumstantial relationships these people have how much like circumstantial uh, familiarity i don't know the right fucking word familial uh, oh yeah you're gonna have to modify that like familial bonds or something right right like how how literally ever all these people are actually related to each other Mm -hmm. in in ways you can find out like you can trace these things be like wow so that means that this person's relate like harry and draco are related in a like we talked about this before um so but they're they're also like None of that means almost anything for how much they care about each other. Right. To that longer, larger extent. And that's just so, like, strange to me. Like, I, I mean, it's normal. It's exactly what these books have always been doing. That's It's not a change. I'm just saying, like, the realization that these people are all related is a bit, or will be, is a bit of a change. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I'm kind of, like, interested to see what happens to these characters after these books, like, when they grow mm-hmm. up. Because I think that would be very interesting to me. Like, if there was a 
a Harry Potter version of like Roseanne. Oh, that would be that would be interesting. I would watch that. Like Harry and Hermione have to, or not Harry and Hermione. Oops. Um, <laughs> or all in the Harry, family. Yeah, like well, yeah, like like you got these fucking mudbloods coming down here. Ron and Ron and Ginny. Oh, damn, not not them either. Wow. Ron and Hermione. Ron and Hermione. Um, we like to keep the blood pure in the Weasley House. Whoa. Um, what? That, that's Sorry. a different show. <laughs> um, that's Game of Thrones. Um, yes, it is. So they, uh, Ron and Hermione, yeah, are like have have their house full of their kids, and then Harry and Ginny just pop in every once in a while to like contribute or hang, and then you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who ends up? Who do you think gets the burrow when Molly and uh? What's his name? Arthur. Albert. Arthur. When uh, Arthur and Molly die, who do you think gets that house? Better question. Probably split between the kids. Okay. Do you think? Do you think one of them lives in it? One like, of the do you kids. Think, yeah. Do you think one of the kids takes up residence in the borough? Yeah. Like maybe Percy. He's the only one I can think of that would do it because no one would love him, so he could live alone. <laughs> Well, even if he didn't live alone, if he got some sad sack uh, wife relationship situation or got over himself and got a decent relationship, um, he seems like someone who would jump at the chance to not have to pay rent. What was the other one? It was Bill and Charlie. Charlie's the other one, I'm forgetting. Bill, Bill I know, gets another place, and Charlie's off in Romania. Yes. So he's he's probably got a house in the Eastern European area. Um. Anyway, I don't remember how I got onto all that, but that was a thought. Uh, I hope especially that, since that... commuting is not really an issue in the Wizarding World. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and then like in the show, like Fleur and Bill could show up every once in a while, and they'd be like, "Oh, I hate her. I hate right. my you know sister in law. She's the worst." And then there's some conflict. Like they have to deal with like, "Oh, Fleur's so French. That sucks." <laughs> I don't know why. They would say that, but like they do, they do though. Accius nails. Oh, gross! Hey Fleur, why don't you conjure up me some baguettes? I don't know. But get out of here. Page ninety-five. Uh, Ginny has a line here, or she says. Where uh, Molly comes up and says, Ginny, you need to come downstairs and help me with this thing. And then Ginny retorts, I'm talking to this lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like that. I did enjoy and, that. And I was like, I laughed and I was like, eh, might have won me over a little bit, Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> Saying this lot, you might have done it. You, you, you tickled the, the, you know, the back of my neck with that. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. So that's my that's that's and then I think she says like in a couple sentences later, you know something like when you lot are done and I was like okay you're doing it a little bit much. <laughs> One time was cute. I'm getting desensitized and I don't like it anymore. That's like Madonna picked up all those Britishisms. Did she? You mean Guy Ritchie? I. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. <sighs> okay. 
Yes, this is where Ginny starts to be like, hey, she's she's an interesting character. I like this character. Who's the character? All right, that's that's all my notes for that chapter. I'm done with that chapter. That brings us to chapter six. Draco's Detour. I have no notes for this chapter. What? Guess what? I got notes. (laughs) Good team. (laughs) I picked up your slack. Well, you know, it's more of like a return for me picking up your slack in the last chapter, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not talk about all the other slack that's been picked up. I'm sorry. You're going to have to clean up the mess. I mean, I mean, it's, it's all on you, so, you know. Page 117. Okay. Uh, the Weasley Wizards Wheezes hangman set is one of my favorite uses of magic in these books. Me too. I, I mean, totally agree. They don't say he's. They say he's walking slowly up to the noose, but they don't say with his head hung. But I totally have the physicality of that little wooden puppet seared into my brain. It's hilarious, and I would yeah. play the hell out of this game. Yeah, this is this is great. I imagine him like one of those little like uh, marionettes that you can like pull a string on the back, and they like get real rigid. Oh, and funny. You let go and you let go, and they like mm-hmm. go limp. It's like that, and then like, but when he's in, when he's on the the noose because I was imagining like how hangman should be played where like Mm -hmm. he has to add body parts. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like I was thinking about like how he would like have to like put his head in and then his torso and then like arms show up and like all all the little pieces show up. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't imagine it like he, his entire body jumps in (laughs) as soon as they lose. I was like, you know, you want to see like each piece because that's how you count like how well you're doing. Mm hmm. That's all I was going to say. I, I've always imagined him as like a, it's not unlike a marionette. It's a little articulated wooden figure. Often, I think, in like sketch classes where the hand's just like a sort of I've got oblong. One. Yeah, okay. So whatever those are, other than I've seen them in art classes, um, but just with just all kinds of pantomime of just, you know, deep size and hangdog posture and just, ugh. and it just, it delights me. Nice. Nice. Page 126. Behind the cabinet, you say? Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Mm. Couldn't see what he was pointing to because they were behind the cabinet. It was huh. the cabinet, wasn't it? What? <gasps> Doug? It was the cabinet itself. He was pointing at the cabinet. Doug? You couldn't, you couldn't see it because he was behind the cabinet pointing at the cabinet. Are you talking about the very same cabinet that Harry hid in to hide from the same Draco and his father in Borgen and Burks when Harry accidentally took the flu powder to Nocturne Alley? Yes. Oh, I'm also yeah, talk- it's, it's, the, it's it's the same the same uh, cabinet, cabinet that he when he hid in he reappeared in a mysterious room in Hogwarts and was like, "What?" That that did not happen in the books. It didn't happen. What are you talking about? Didn't that happen, at least in the movie? Montague, the Weasley twins, shoved Montague in a vanishing cabinet, and we never sure were, know where he disappeared. We might find out in this book. No, I thought, like, basically that the other cabinet was in, like, the Room of Requirements or some sort of other room, and Harry, like, peeked out of it and was like, what? And then, like, got back in and went. That happens in, later in this, in this movie. Book? Yeah, in the movie. Okay. In the movie okay. version of that, because they're trying to sell that really quickly. With all these rich and wonderfully descriptive words fine anyway 
Yes, that same cabinet. Well, not yet. The one, the one that is the twin. Oh. To the one oh. that Peeves smashed. Yeah, the one that's broken. Which must be what they're asking. What Draco's saying? Can you repair it? He says, "Bring it here." And hey, Draco's let's, like, let's I, not give away the I plot, okay? Fucking Some can't people. bring it here. That's impossible. And then the guy goes, "Well, that's dumb." <laughs> and then the guy. The guy's like, that's stupid. And then Draco's like, well, is this stupid? And then he shows him his sick new snake tattoo. We don't know. That's what he showed him. And the guy's like, whoa, that's such a boss snake tattoo. I couldn't fuck with a guy who had that snake tattoo. Is that snake coming out of a skull's mouth? And Draco's like, not only is it coming out of a skull's mouth, it's also winding its way through that skull's eye sockets and mouth. And it's moving. And the guy's like, shit, I only seen one of them once before. And it's with them Death Eaters. Is you a Death Eater? Look, I'm not saying none of that happened. But I'm saying we don't know that it happened. Because they were behind the cabinet. So there's nothing wrong with me saying all of it. Fuck. (laughs) My argument was so tight, even I can't escape its gravitational pull. Shut up. Don't think about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my last note 128 I think it's a uh, a pearl of wisdom for the ages we can all benefit from this don't gaslight your mom <laughs> yeah 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 did you uh did you have any thoughts about the cursed money the cursed money tell me about the cursed money um you mentioned a while ago about this idea of like Harry's gold being cursed or the no the uh, the, fi- the the goblet of fire gold being cursed because right. Harry shouldn't have gotten it I, I right. think is like the idea and then he gives it to the Weasley twins which I think you posited could be part of why one of them dies well because the money was if the money was cursed and they, they both Cedric and Harry won it and one died that right. passed on to the twins who got it and one dies right so what about no, that? I, I'm, I'm, well, there's a part, and it's brought up a little, where Harry tries to buy some of the uh, stuff that the twins have made right. at their store. Mm-hmm. And they tell him, like, very sternly, like, no, you don't buy anything here because you lent us the startup money, and we will, we do not forget that. They don't explicitly say, we will pay you back, but what they do say is, you have carte blanche for anything here. So... I had just occurred to me, like, well, I wonder what would happen if Harry did buy stuff. Would he take some of that or, back onto himself, luckwise? Yeah, or, or like, curse-wise? or like, if if they paid him back, mm-hmm. like, how would that work? And I know that it's not necessarily like explicitly stated in these stories that it is curse money, but I I think it makes sense. Sure. Um, no, Harry killed Fred. So, kind of. Or Voldemort did. Harry's yes, but Harry's responsible. Harry's goodness is what gave the money away like if harry had just sucked up the guilt like if he had just sucked up the guilt of keeping the money even though like it would have constantly reminded him of cedric then fred would be alive yep yeah um where'd he go harry harry's a dick always and forever Uh, i just can't bear to live with the guilt of cedric's death hey ron do you care if somebody you love dies or do you want me to feel bad? You get to pick. Like, I feel bad, or your brother's dead. I knew you'd see it my way. <laughs> I bought you those fucking frogs, Ron. 
can't disagree with me ever. First book, I own you. Yeah. And yeah, it's like it's like it was like watching like someone's fate be sealed with the devil. Like they don't know. They're like, of course this is a good deal. And Harry's like, <laughs> how do those every um, flavor beans taste? Like victory for for Harry. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's no, no. That's that. Those that was my only like thought about this chapter that I, I took anything away from. Like sure. Except for the whole like you know we talked earlier about the family relationships and how fucking weird they are and how it doesn't make any sense or uh, what well, you I can't believe you haven't like asked me like well what do you think happened to Ollivander? They said what happened to him. He was kidnapped. He was taken away in the middle of the night. Mm, I don't think they did say exactly that. This is gonna take a while. <laughs> Settle in. It's gonna be worth it, I know. <laughs> uh, Diagon Alley had gone through a bit of a change. It looked a lot more like uh, quarantine alley. <laughs> ah, talking of Diagon Alley, said Mister Weasley. Looks like Ollivander's gone too. The Wand Maker, said Ginny, looking startled. That's the one. Shop's empty. No sign of a struggle. No one knows whether he left voluntarily or was kidnapped. And I've proven myself wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was that crow taste. Same as usual. Bitter and familiar. (laughs) And I will have it again. (laughs) So will. Ah, uh, well, that's um, that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got for um, notes. Well, yeah, and I mean, pride. Like, well, but that's not my point. Is like you didn't, you didn't like. I, I guess I was, I wasn't trying to shame you. I was just trying to get to the point where you like, I thought you would pick up and go like, oh yeah, what happened? Because we don't know. It's a clue. It's a mystery. That one, that one did didn't seem as much of a mystery to me. Um, especially since but, we know, I, I at least I know where Ollivander went. But, and and you, and you didn't read it correctly. No. So well, yeah. I was specifically remembering how I think in this movie, they make a big show of during the day leading, not, John Hurt, out with a bag on his head so they can have not John Hurt, um, and you clearly and that's like the last time I've done this story. So, I was definitely remembering the movie, not the book, and just glossed mm. over it when I reread it. Wait, was John Hurt dead by the time they shot that? No, no, no. But they weren't going to get him for just a kidnap scene. They bring him back for the oh, seventh okay. movie or the eighth movie, whatever it is. Right, because he ends up. Oh, I think I remember where he is. Yeah. Never mind. I don't want to say it because I could be wrong. Could be. Um, that did lead me to something for a second. What was it? Oh, and Mr. Uh, Flo- Mr. Florian Fortescue, whose ice cream parlor I have visited. I have yeah, but I bet you patronized. Uh, I bet you didn't get free scoops like Harry. No, but they were tasty scoops. I feel like that should be a a, a gratis thing at that park. I got like a, a like a lovely Earl Grey, maybe a salted caramel. 
I love I look you know what I really like as a candy? Mm. Truly I think my I have like a couple favorite kind of candies. Okay. One is like chocolate covered caramels. Mm-hmm. Like like, I just like love any them. kind, like Rolo all the way through Caramello to Oh, and it needs to be it needs to be soft caramel. Okay. Like like so, the really yeah, good like, like caramello. Yeah, or yeah. like or like Rolos work, um any any of that. I, I agreed with you. I just was agreeing with you. I was clarifying and agreeing. Sure. Listeners will bear me out. I I think that I I agreed with you. <laughs> Um, you're, you have crazy eyes right now. Um, <laughs> I don't. So that's one. I really like, uh, chocolate covered caramels. And I also like, uh, I don't know exactly what they're called, but they're like these, uh, they're like fruit slices. They're like jellied fruit oh, slices. Often just fruit slices. I know what you're, it's like, it's like my wife's favorite candy in the world. Oh yeah. I, uh, I really love those. Especially when you have a place that's made like a lot of variety of flavors and colors oh i love them they are uh you get the it's the texture i like of biting into them oh me they, too like little little oh. tiny molecularly hard on the outside and and super soft and stick to your teeth on the inside they're great it's so amazing and they're mm-hmm. so juicy they always they always feel like they're moist even though like why why are they moist why are they moist right it's it's, it's great anyway um i think that the ice cream at uh the, the theme park should be, like I said, should be free to give you the full, at least everybody should get a voucher for like a scoop or whatever Harry got in the book. Like you go that day, you get a, that voucher. It was a big thing. It was like a triple fudge Sunday or something, but you get I it. mean, we're not the chosen ones at the park. No, but like maybe one go, person a day. I could see right? that like a giveaway, like the hundredth or the thousandth person who comes to the park. Hey, coupon, you get a free Sunday. Mm-hmm. Jocko Fudge Sunday, you're the special one. You're the chosen one today. Yeah, that would be fun if somebody got randomly, someone who had a ticket that day was randomly selected as the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And when and nobody knows, like a golden ticket thing, nobody right. knows. But when you go in and they scan your ticket number, like it's either randomly assigned. I like or, that better. I like, think, but yeah and then they like it, it like it happens like you scan your ticket when you walk in or something i don't know how the, the system works but you scan it and then it, if, if you're the one then you get like the lights and sirens and shit where they're like you are the chosen one like you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they go they take you and they're like you had plans for today but guess what you're our vip come with yeah. us and then you're you go do stuff with your party in this uh vip setting yeah it's a i think uh, it's a great idea that one was a uh, free universal i mean Take we'll it. take a kickback. We will take a kickback. Yeah. We won't also do anything if you don't kick us back. True. Um, that's all I have for notes. That brings us to the new word alert. New word alert. All right, you ready? Polemical. Polemical? Yeah. Mm, many something. Polemical. Polemical. I'm going to shot in the dark. Multi symptoms? Nope. Okay. What is uh, it? Polem- polemical is an adjective meaning of, relating to, or being a polemic. 
Fuck you. What is a polemic? <laughs> polemic. Me <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, a polemic. <laughs> a polemic is an aggressive attack on or re- refutation of the opinions or principles of another. So like it's like a controversy. It's like a it's like a fight. It's like a dispute. Anyway, that's there you go. Polemical. But it is an attack. So I'm just trying to think of how you would use it in a sense. Would you wouldn't say a polemical attack because that would be an attack attack. So how would you how is it used? Um, polemical. Not polemic. Yeah, working on it. Um, during the Middle Ages, even theo- uh, the- theologians could be surprisingly polemical in their writings. You used it. I asked and you answered. Thank you. Reification. What is it? Reification. Reification? Yeah. I want everyone to understand that I turned my my headphone-covered ear to my microphone to hear this better. And I'm a little embarrassed by Reification. that. Reification. Reification. Um, it makes me think of deification, but I don't know what a rea is. A ray. Reify. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell me? Because <laughs> the definition of reification literally just says the process or result of reifying I hate, and so, hate these words <laughs> so reify is a verb uh-huh. that means to consider or represent something abstract as a material or concrete thing to give definite content and form to a concept or idea so I'm going to say like an abstract sculpture is an example of reification Sure. Where people have made um, some monstrosity out of clay, and they're like, it's polygamy. Oh. I think, here's the example uh, sentence. He was bewildered by the rise of a style of identity politics that re- reified the fictions of race and, through its fixation on diversity and elite <sighs> spaces, abandoned the working class. What the fuck are you reading? <laughs> this is the dictionary. No, I know that I know you're reading from the dictionary. What are you reading that brought this word to light? Oh, you know, really, really heady shit. You know, stuff that like a real intellectual would read. We're keeping somebody this who, at the Harry know, Potter level. Somebody who doesn't necessarily, you know, just read Harry Potter. I read or, other you know, things. Reread Harry Potter, and then or... other things. Um, I, I believe that both of, I think most of these words were from the, uh, the, uh, Salo or 120 Days in Sodom's, uh, booklet. No wonder they're leaving such a bad taste in my mouth. I, I can't even tell you that you're better than that. (laughs) You can't, because it's not true. (laughs) All right, here comes some more words. (laughs) Oh, great. Oniric. Oniric? Yeah. Is it related to Onus? Oniric. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, what's Oniric? I don't... 
<laughs> fucking be like over pertaining to something ownery. <laughs> um, you're in luck. It's not that. Oh, good. It is of or relating to. <laughs> Sorry, just it is exactly of or relating to dreams. Oh, really? Yeah, like huh. something is uh, oniric when it's dreamy, or like, I, I, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I can't even see how that word came about. That's interesting. Oniric. This whole conversation has an oniric quality. Cool. Here's the last one, and it's not. It's a softball. So here you oh, go. Oh, thanks. So when you really, when you don't get it, be embarrassed. Ouch. Pestilential. Everyone knows what pestilential is. Of her having related to pestilence. Yeah. 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 I think I had to, like, uh, I had to look it up because I was like, that is what it means, right? <laughs> and then, like, it was just like, yeah, it, yeah, it is. Because the all? context in which I read it, it was, it's all from the same thing. Okay. It's the only thing I was reading. Um, and boy, holy shit, is that a tough read. Oh, the read's harder than the movie? It, it's yeah the movie's easy to watch it's just like reading the uh the stuff about it is so dry and like um it, it's like when i write a movie review or something like i'll i struggle with the sentence structure because like i'll i, I want to get it right like i want to do it as best i can sure and in order to do that i have to like write what i would think which is wrong (laughs) and and then like reverse engineer it into make like it's like you know formless clay and i have to beat it into the shape of of a fucking normal sentence do you want to these fucks don't seem to do that no sorry these guys well uh maybe i don't know um eh, eh, yeah so like i uh i i started doing a movie blog well, what's your, really your first this. thought these guys don't care okay don't give a shit Th- these guys these guys don't care about like writing as if it's important that you understand what they're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like commas all over the place like four commas in a sentence like it, it's it's extensive so the, and they'll and they'll say things like they'll use proper nouns without telling you what those proper nouns are, and you'll have to figure out like, oh, is this a person's name, or is this a geographic location? Like, why is this capitalized? Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't help. It, like, it doesn't help you. So it's just like, and then they use shit like words like honoric or honorific or whatever, and you're just like, what the fuck? Oh, oniric. That was it. Oniric. oniric. Yeah. Anyway, and it's just, it's really fucking hard to read that shit. And I am like halfway through. And so far it's kind of repetitive, but it's also like, meh. Anyway, if you definitely want more Death Readers related content or Death Readers adjacent, as Rob would say, content, um, there's, uh, I, I started a, a blog about the movies I'm watching while in quarantine and talking about them. Um, and the, you can find those reviews on quarantinedcritic.com. And you can check them out and read them if you like them. If you don't, that's cool. I've done a lot. I'm um, doing them for every new every movie I watch for the first time. 
um, just seeing how that goes. So there you, that's that. They're pretty fun. Fun reads. I'm not doing anything. Oh, Rob with my likes time. him. Rob's doing stuff. He has a whole life. He's so. If I could pull in my you noodle. Compare... See, you wanted to do that. It's not me. I did. It's it not. It just... It's not. It's not me. It's not a me joke. It's you. Oh no! It's definitely you... me. But I wasn't setting it up. It just showed up. You were holding on to your noodle though for this whole time. I was slapping it around. Until you could, until you could pull it out, for context, and show it off. For context, since I'm feeling a, a brief and very rare sensation that I believe is shame. Um, <laughs> I'm I believe you, you would call it shame. shame. Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> shame. I'm feeling shame. Uh, teaching myself Chinese hand pulled noodles. He's teaching himself how to make noodles from scratch. Yes. So he 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 was doing that. And he realized that he could tell people that he was pulling his noodle and he got very excited and he was like, I really want to tell people I did that and I, I'm doing that and it'll sound so dirty. And then he he did it and then I was like, and then he tried to be like, that's like a Doug joke. And I'm like, okay, try not to deflect this on me. I have nothing to do with this. And then and then I didn't bite necessarily and he's and so now he's like I'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> so now all you guys get to hear that joke because it's good jokings. That was the way it happened. So you're making. So what do you call it? You don't call it. You don't call it a noodle if it's dry. Oh yeah, I forgot we had this conversation. Yeah. I it's it's I actually had this conversation. With my my kid earlier, the difference between noodles and pasta. Is, can can so can you consider? Moisture? Well, can you consider uh, Chinese noodle pasta, or are those strictly Italian, or is or is pasta the Italian word for noodles, and thus all noodles are pasta? Well, I mean, do you consider like the like There's, the lasagna sheets? That's definitely pasta. Be, but is it noodle? People say lasagna noodles. Do they? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I know that macaroni noodles are a noodle. Right. Um, clamshell noodles, right? It sounds weird, though, right? I don't know what else to call them. Or orchetta, um, would you call that? A noodle? Penne? Regatone? They're all pasta. The noodle, to me, I mean, it, it's almost like an onomatopoeia. It, it, it seems like it's long and floppy. Spaghetti, you know, spaghetti is a noodle. Spaghetti's definitely um, a noodle. I mean, I wouldn't consider something like ravioli a noodle, but it is a pasta. Maybe it's not a noodle because it's filled. Noodle talk. Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, I, I think it might be like the thing where like they're all. I, I I hear what you're saying. Like it's odd to call Asian noodles pasta. Right. Um, but then the argument is also have to have like a red sauce or like a, like no. does it have to have like a no. a cheese sauce? No, a lot of pasta is not even done with sauce. It's the um, the like the grease from the from the like sausage or meat and spices and things, and then a little bit of pasta water that makes a clinging film that's incredibly tasty. But it's not a specific sauce. Hmm. Um, and there's the argument that Marco Polo brought. 
pasta back from China. People say, I don't know if it's true, but it's certainly apocryphal. Um, so they had it first. So is it pasta? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Um, why were we talking? Oh, because you made the noodle joke. Um, that's what you're doing with your time. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's valuable. I'm not doing anything with my time. I'm like, just nothing. I'm the worst. I'm the worst kind of person in this situation. I literally don't remember how long we've been doing this. I think it's like four weeks, but I don't remember. It's just been going. It's been fucking treadmill. 45 days officially, I think. 44 or 45. I just don't remember. Yeah. Wait. Like, I came back from the wedding so sh- soon. It was, right. it was like three weeks after the wedding when we were like, let's lock down. Right. I don't know. We've been doing this longer so, like, than I, Noah. Like, I wish that... Like I'm you you say I'm doing something productive with this blog, but like I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's more just like like I don't have I just want somebody to to like I just want to tell people what I think about movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I don't have a person to do that to. And like the people I try to do it to are like you should just get a blog. And I'm like, "Oh. All right. I guess I'll yeah. Fuck those guys. I got a blog though. That's true. I did it. <laughs> um blogs are so important and you just like feel like such a good cool guy when you have one. I don't at all. I feel like a loser. Um anyway, I don't think I have any more notes on this chapter or <laughs> this this uh section. I hope this was a a a minimally disastrous 50th episode. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. guest stars. I mean, we heard from. Uh, you know what's interesting? Dr. We will. We'll, we'll, we will probably not get to a hundred. Not with Harry Potter. We, not with Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't know. But as Death Readers continues on its journey of reading classic literature, I'm sure we'll get to one thousand. We'll be doing it that long, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. We're not gonna run out of hosting space. We just gotta, we just keep paying, man. All we gotta do is give them money; they'll make it happen. All right. Well, um, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Death Readers. Uh, please stay safe, everyone. Uh, remember mm. that you know you should be uh, just stay inside, like. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little lecture to the ten people who listen and say, I'm sure you're all reasonable, rational, smart people, but stay inside. If you can, if you need to eat out, go get your food delivered. If you, you know, absolutely have to go to the store, wear a mask and and wash your hands and wash your carts, wash all the things you touch uh, when you go. Um, remember that you're not immortal, and remember that there are some people out there who have, who who can't really risk it. Okay. You know, there's people with, uh, with uh, immunocompromised people out there who have people that love them and care about them, and they don't have as much of a choice or as great a chance to get through it as you might. So don't be a dick with your healthy, like, body. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, I guess I was any Death Readers. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. For shame. Shame on you. Shame for, I, I, that was yes ending. That was exactly what you should do. <laughs> and your brain was like, bad. Don't do that. Don't take what I say and expound upon it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? What I said was a perfect masterpiece. You, you joke, Salieri. <laughs> That's like, sometimes I'll say to my wife, Hey. Hey. You do a lot for me. And I really appreciate it. I love you forever. Is there... Is there anything I can do for you? Anything. And then she'll go, Just love me. And I'll go, No. You have to understand. (laughs) I already do that. Not good enough. Like, that's not... That's just a constant... I don't, I don't ever, I won't stop doing that. I just told you that you do great stuff. Why would I stop love? What? Yeah, I'm not going to, can you think of anything extracurricular that I could do for you? Because I want, I want guidance on how to treat you. And she's like, hmm, kiss me. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I feel like you're. I feel like we're in a competition now where we're both trying to be extra sweet and nurturing towards one another and I'm not going to lose. I'm already in the hole and you're not making it easy for, you're not giving me a, a game plan on how to beat you at this. And I, I've been very polite about asking for guidance on how to be nice to you. Okay. So if you could just reciprocate and stop being difficult, I could be nice to you, okay? <laughs> Man, and she cries, and it's fine. And it, you know, apparently she needed it. Oh, that's so horrible. <laughs> Linda, he's like pocket size. Jesus. I'm a tiny little man. You are a tiny little man. Everyone needs to have a pocket size. I know your pain because I had to do that. I do that a lot because my jokes are terrible. So it's a good thing we're recording them all. (laughs) Well, about that. All right. Um, Do you want to do a a three, two, one into a five, four, three, two, one? Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what I want to do. Yeah. You got to It's like one time, uh, the only time I've ever been snowboarding, I went out with a very good friend of mine. And he was like, what, uh, what foot are you dominant with? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, what's your dominant, what's your lead foot? And I was like, that's not a thing I've ever considered. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He was like, well, when you take a step, what foot do you start with? And I was like, dude, like, this isn't something I've ever thought of. And now I'm overthinking it and I can't remember. I walked here and I don't remember what I, how I did it. That's, that's how much you've blown my mind. And so he said... Okay. And I said, I was like, what? And he's like, okay, just, just look over there. And I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be like of mice and men. And like, 
<laughs> Tell me about the rabbits, George. And he like he walked behind me, and I was like, "I'm gonna get fucking murdered." I'm here at, I'm at Alieska, and he's gonna blow my fucking brains out. All right, here we go. And so I was like just standing there, and then he like without warning me, just from behind me, just pushed me in the back, and I lunged forward with my right foot to plant myself to stop myself from falling over. And he goes, "Okay, you're goofy." And I was like, "I don't even. I don't know if that's the right word. (laughs) I know that there's like a there's like." goofy is one of them and the other one is another one um and he was like okay that's your that's your lead foot and i was like we whoa <laughs> like that's so many things i'm i'm over already overstimulated with learning at this point um but cool and then he was right like that was a fine foot for me to lead with this is why i don't spend time outside and uh so when you asked me if i have a preference about counting by three two one five four three two one or one two three five four three two one i have to say that like i said my instinct Mm-hmm. Was probably the right one. Sure, being three, two, one, five, four, three, two, one. Right. So, are we gonna do it, or I don't know why. I like these are the things that amuse me. And no, I'm not <laughs> saying they're not amusing. I just want to count the fucking countdown. I, I don't know Down. if they're. I don't know if anybody else would ever find amusement in them. And I'm very. I don't know. There's this. I have this uh, confident lack of self confidence. Like I'm very, very confident that no one would like it. Anyway, so. If you'd like to, we can do three, two, one, five, four, three, two, one. So here we I go. Li- okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Yes. In three, three two, two, one, one five, five, four, three, two, one. That's a weird inflection on so my part. So how that looked shit. to me was like you were one second behind me yeah, every I know. time. It looks like that's that. fine. You say that, but the recordings will match okay. up. Don't worry as long about as it's it. Fine. Good. I feel like I was had a thought about our podcast. It doesn't matter because I'm going to break your heart. What? Have you not been recording? I have not. All right. So I guess I'm going to start over <laughs> now. There's literally 50 minutes of me just talking now. I apologize. I'm sorry. I always thought you were the one who was going to fuck up the recording, but today it was me. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate your honesty, but like, I wish it came with a little more like... Contri- contrition? Yeah. Dude, I'm super like, contrite. Like, I feel bad. Dude, I'm super contrite. <laughs> I wish we weren't like doing this podcast when you said that because I would immediately text you that gif I made or that that meme I made of your tombstone <laughs> with, with your name on it and it's just your your epitaph. Dude, I'm super contrite. <laughs> it's the second time you've called me a dick in this tonight, <laughs> except mm. the first time you said your face is a dick. So like oh, right. I don't, oh, I don't I really know. I lost all the faces a dick conversation. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. You yeah, this is on you, man. <laughs> you can call me a dick as much you, as you want, but like, who's the penis face? It's me. <laughs> um, you were gonna have to do a lot of editing because I have like we have like a whole flow. This is gonna be like the most patchwork work of art. It's gonna be like. You know, you know how Mozart would patchwork notes together? It's going to be better. What? He he would take like a, a C sharp and a uh, E flat. You're just talking about music? He's just writing music? Yeah. <laughs> it's not what this is. It's not, what, it's not the best it, metaphor. I know what happened. You don't know shit, buddy. I know exactly what happened. You got into the mental equivalent of a no outlet road. And you thought, for this, I live here now. 
No, you that's know what? The, that's how this goes. Fucking, I I won't I turn around it. because that would be stupid. Because I've arrived where exactly where I planned to be in the first place. I will make my own outlet. I'm just gonna drive through somebody's yard. Fuck that shit. They shouldn't have put a house there. I mean, it's proof positive of my thesis, so I wouldn't argue it. 